If you're uh, visiting with us this morning, we are happy that you are here. Uh, we appreciate and love your presence, and you are always welcome here to uh, our assembly uh, because we love you and we care for you. And please do not leave without uh, talking to us and let us meet you and get uh, to know you. I, I want to thank uh, Cole for reading the scriptures this morning. I thank you for your willingness to do that and always willing to uh, be part of uh, the worship service. So thank you for that call. Uh, I want to also thank all of you for praying for me uh, uh, this past week uh, because uh, uh, I had to go to the ER uh, not just one time but two times uh, and one day. Uh, but uh, you kept me in your prayers and, and God uh, work and even though I didn't, we didn't know exactly what's going on with me but God knew what was going on. Uh, whereas uh, that's to show how things can change quickly. On Tuesday morning, Tuesday all day I was fine, nothing was going on, on but on Wednesday uh, like even uh, around five in the morning things went downhill like I had chest pain I couldn't keep anything down, uh, and it was getting worse. So in that morning, Karen was like, we need to go to Clark Memorial to the emergency room. And if you know me, I, I don't really like going to hospital, and I've never been to the ER before. That's my first time, not for myself, with someone, but not for myself. So that was my first time to the ER. So I went there, So and my first time getting an IV, I've never gotten an IV before. So there was a lot of first time thing for me. Uh, so uh, while I was there, I started to get better. My chest wasn't hurting as bad uh, anymore. Uh, but before I left, it started getting hurtful again. And I let the doctor know, but he still said, well, and maybe something you ate, something viral, or, uh, so you can just go back home and they gave me some meds in my IV that will help me keep drinking things in my belly, but that didn't work at, at all. So I went back home, Karen went back to, to school, she had a class that day, and during two hours the day, I started feeling bad again. I tried to eat, tried to drink because I know I need to, but I couldn't keep anything down. I started getting weak and things. So when Karen got back, I told her, oh, she called, and I, I told her. She was like, I told you to call me, and, uh, <laughs> but I did not. So she took me back to Jewish hospital, uh, to the emergency room, and I was there for another from 5 to like 11.30 at night. And, and the bad part, you know, they've been saying, uh, some hospitals are full and things. They were full. There was no room. So when I get in, they took all my blood and did checks this way and everything. Everything came back normal, but I, I didn't know and at that time. But they sent me back to the waiting room and said, wait. Uh, I'm just sitting on a chair, uh, waiting for hours and uncomfortable. My chest is hurting. I want to lay down, but there was no bed, so it was 
painful seeing uh, sitting there. So I think Karen called and I was like, I want to lay down. There's no place to lay in. I, there, there's no room, no bed. I just have to stay there. So I experienced how it could be having no room in a hospital room where you just have to sit somewhere. But before they called me for the result, around by 9 p.m., I started feeling better. My chest wasn't hurting anymore, so I thank God for that. So they end up releasing me by 11.30 that night, and I start getting better, and until today, I'm, I'm still good. So I thank God for that, and thank you for your prayers. But after that, I get some feedback. Some, the doctors say it may be something I ate. Maybe it's a, a, a viral, something viral. Uh, but there are, Karen uh, say it may be something, uh, anxiety or, or stress and things like that. And for me, I, I did not believe it because I was like, I've, I've been to a lot of stressful situations and usually I'm pretty calm, I'm deal, dealing with them and I never really have an anxiety attack. But after thinking about it and I was like, I, I, I've been having a lot of things in my mind lately, especially with everything that's going on in Haiti with uh, the gang, gang, gang unrest and People cannot go to the market to get food. Uh, they stay home, and uh, things are very bad there. And, and my mom are in the middle of it. She's struggling to that, and she's getting sick off and on to that. And uh, I've been trying to try to get her here, and one of the reasons, so that she can see a doctor at some point. Maybe that can help her with all the chronic pains she's been having for a long period of time, but that's not coming to fruition yet. And I'm thinking about my sisters, kids, and uh, their husband, the two of them who are in Haiti, and that same situation. And also I have my sister in Brazil, one who is in Brazil, who just had a baby, a premature, and the baby is in NICU, uh, and she's, he's been there for a couple of weeks. Uh, he's fine now, but again, that's uh, on my mind, I have a sister who is in Mexico now uh, with her uh, son and husband as well. That's in my mind also because things are not easy for them. Uh, and I'm thinking about my wife and my kids, how to provide for them. Uh, and thinking about the network, their well-being, their spiritual well-being and uh, how that's going to be. Thinking about COVID, all the death that's been happening and uh, how people are suffering to that. And again, adding on top of that, thinking about people in Ukraine uh, who are under war right now, who don't stay and who cannot stay at home, uh, maybe who have no peace somehow trying to run away, trying to make it to another uh, country or leaving their home, everything behind and try to go somewhere that could be safer. So there have been a lot uh, in my mind lately. So after thinking about it, I was like, maybe it might be stress. I'm still not sure, but maybe it could be stress. But after all, I know God is in control and he can uh, take care of that. But I know it's not just me. All of you have things in your mind. You have things that you're dealing with 
and things that are happening in this world that are causing pain and suffering uh, in our life. And John 16, 33, that's uh, one verse uh, we went over during Winterfest uh, this past weekend. It says, I know, I know I'm not, uh, oh, it says, I have said these things to you, uh, that in me you may have peace, and the world you will have tribulation, and this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus wanted us to know that just because we are in this world, we will have tribulation. Just because we are Christians doesn't mean hard things won't come our way. Doesn't mean we won't get sick. Doesn't mean we won't lose loved ones. Doesn't mean we won't have hunger and all of the, the things that can affect us. But we can take heart knowing that he can help us through them because he has overcome this world. So suffering and things will come in our life, but God is in control and he will help us to go through them. So before we go any further this morning, let's go in a prayer. Let, let's pray for, those, uh, for the people in Ukraine, for President Putin, who is leading his soldier to go to war, and many other people who are suffering. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful for all that you've done for us. We're grateful for sending your son, uh, Jesus Christ, who came and gave his life to us uh, so that we can have eternal life, so that we can have forgiveness for our sin. And we pray that you continue to be with us and give us the courage and strength we need as we live in this world because we know in this world we will have tribulation, we will have pain, but as long as we remain faithful to you, we trust you, we depend on you, you will uh, do the best for us, you will work things out for us. This morning we want to lift up the people who are in Ukraine, who are uh, in a war zone right now, uh, who do not have peace and uh, who maybe have stress and anxiety, those who are leaving their home. Lord, uh, we know you are in control. You know what best. We pray that you help uh, those uh, people in the way that you choose to. Uh, and we also pray that you help uh, the uh, uh, President Putin and also the soldier that maybe they, have a, they can have a changed heart. Maybe they change the position if that's your will. Uh, but after all, Lord, uh, we depend on you. You know what's best, and we pray that you uh, intervene and do what is necessary for those uh, people who are suffering. And there are many other countries, especially uh, also Haiti, who are having difficulty as well, people who are suffering. And even here in the U.S., uh, we have uh, COVID, we have uh, political issues, there's several things going on, many things going on. Lord, help us to remain faithful on you. Help us to continue to depend on you and trust you, knowing that even though the world may seem like it's falling apart, but you hold it in your hands. And uh, like the son says, you've got the whole world in your hand, and we know you're in control of it, and you have our best interests at heart. Lord, we pray to you 
and we pray your will may be done. And in Christ's name we pray, amen. We're going to be in uh, 1 Samuel 15 uh, this morning. And the title for the lesson is Common Responses to Being Wrong. Common Responses to Being Wrong. We've all lived, if we live long enough, we know that we make mistakes or we make our fair share of mistakes. As hard as we may try, if we are honest with ourselves, we know that we are not perfect. We made mistakes and we will make mistakes in the future. That's something that all of us have in common. Romans 3, Romans 3, 9 to 10, it says, What then? Uh, are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greek, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one is righteous, no, not one. We all may make mistakes and we all will continue to make mistakes. And that's why we need Christ in our life. That's why we need him to uh, provide that bridge to take us over to God, to uh, wash our sin away, to give us a way to heaven. Uh, but the question is not, will we make mistakes? The question is, what are we going to do when we make mistakes? Because we know we're going to make mistakes, but the point is when we do make those mistakes, what are we going to do about them? Are we going to give some excuses or are we going to try to change and acknowledge those mistakes and ask God for forgiveness and continue to do better? So the lesson today we're going to learn from... Uh, King Saul to see what he did when he made mistake. And First uh, Samuel fifteen one to four. Again, Paul uh, read for us First Samuel fifteen seventeen to twenty six. But I'll read the first four verses. That will give you an idea what God told Saul to do before he went and did something different. First Samuel fifteen one to four. And Samuel said uh, to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Uh, now therefore listen to the word of the Lord. Thus say the Lord uh, of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came up out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Devote to destruction all that they have. Uh, do not spare them, but kill both men, women, children, and infants, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So this message there is very clear what God wanted him to do. Do not spare them. Destroy all of them. So King Saul summoned the people and numbered them and tallied them. 200,000 men on foot 
and 10,000 men of Judah. So that message here was really clear, but let's see again what, Paul, what Saul did. Uh, he tried to justify what was unjustified. And the same way, many times, we try to unjustify, to justify what was unjustified. So Saul, he attempted to do something different from what God told him to do. Uh, instead of, uh, from verses 17 to 26, instead of killing all the animals, you know what he did, he, he, they went through and selected the, uh, the one that was healthy or the one that was fat and every time and say, okay, we can offer those that sacrifice uh, to God. So when the prophet come to him, then uh, he's going to try to justify what he did and say, well, I obey God. I did what God told me to do. But no, God says destroy everything. He did not destroy everything. Uh, so now, in modern time, in our day today, don't, don't we do some, the same thing sometimes? Sometimes, maybe God asks us to do something, and we're like, well, I know what the Bible says, but God understands. God sees my situation. That's why I did it. Yeah, he will understand me. Uh, you know, there, I know God wants me to love everybody. He wants me to tell them about the gospel and, and, and try to bring them to him. But they are too much of a sinner. They do too many bad things. There's no way he's going to allow them into his kingdom. There's no way I can go and talk to them. Well, that's not God. what God says. He wants everyone to be saved. So we cannot depend on say, oh, well, God will understand and uh, we go and do what we want to do. God wants me to love everybody, but that person is too difficult to love. They always get on my nerve, or they always say this to me. I don't want to get along with them. I'm just going to uh, do uh, whatever I want. Uh, God will understand. God, God, will know, God will know that they are difficult to dealing with. Uh, well, that's like acting like King Saul there by disobeying what God say and then try to justify it that God will understand. And maybe you, you, we may say, I'm not much on quoting scripture, uh, but I just feel, just from that statement, it's already going the wrong way. I feel like, because our feelings are not God's feeling. God's feeling is different from how we feel. So if we're depending on our, how we feel, Often we go in to go the wrong way. And I'm not going to say you're going to always go the, the wrong way, but often we will go the wrong way if we're basing, basing things on our feeling because our feeling doesn't always please God. Uh, so my feeling doesn't always obey God. So I cannot depend on my feeling. Uh, I don't believe and God like that. Have you ever heard people say that? I don't believe in God like that. Uh, like, I can't totally depend on God. I know God wants me to rely on him totally and let him control my life, but 
No, I, I cannot totally depend on him. I, I have to go out and do things myself and try to work things out on, on my own way. I cannot totally depend on him. Well, that's disobeying him by not following his word totally, but saying, I will just do part of it, and then he will understand if I don't do the other part. Uh, and uh, uh, my feeling will lead me the wrong way. Well, those are not going to go the right way because we cannot depend on our feeling and we just have to follow him and obey him uh, and don't try to justify something we do when we make a, a mistake. So Saul there, he learned uh, and so should we that partial obedience is disobedience. If you disobey partially, it's still disobeying because we did not obey fully. So we cannot do it partially. We have to do it completely. The other thing Paul did, uh, Saul did there, I keep saying Paul, Saul did there is uh, he tried to share credit for his action. He tried to share credit for his action. Don't we do that sometimes? We try to share credit for our action. Uh, and, and often when we do that, that's already stated the fact that uh, we're doing something wrong. Because when we are unwilling to take, to take total responsibility for our action, it's a pretty good sign we've done something wrong. Because as human, often we want to take all the credit. Or I, I, I've done that. I'm the one who accomplished that. I'm the one who did that. But if it's something maybe that gets some criticism or maybe that went the wrong way, well, I wasn't the only one who did that. He did that too. Or they were with me. Or we did it as a group. So often when we're unwilling to take the credit, Something must be wrong with it, so we try to share the credit with others. And that's what happened in the garden of Edom. Adam and Eve, you remember Genesis 3, 18 to 13? After they ate the fruit and God went to Adam, instead of Adam taking responsibility, what he did, he shared the credit. He even blamed Eve and also blamed God. He said, Eve is the one who gave me the fruit and I ate. And he even blamed God. He said, the woman you gave me. So it, now it's God's fault because God is the one who gave him the woman. And the woman uh, bring the fruit to him and he ate. So he shared the credit to Eve and God. It's their fault as well. He ate it. And we do that and many things in life. When things doesn't go our way, when we make mistakes, instead of taking full responsibility... For it, we share it with other people, saying, I'm not the only one. They did it, or they were with me, or they did it as well. Uh, and that's not taking responsibility uh, for your action. And uh, if it is something good that we did, it's easy for us to take all the credit because it's good and there's nothing wrong with it. But when it's difficult, when it's a uh, wrong choice or mistake, then we're going to share it. And that's what Saul did there, and that wasn't helping the situation. 
He just had to acknowledge he made a mistake and repent and change it instead of sharing it. Or uh, the people wanted to do that. They wanted to take the, the animals with them. Uh, so I, I let them do it. Here's the third thing he did there. Uh, he tried to give it a religious uh, pen, spin. We give a religious spin to our disobedience sometimes too. When we disobey, instead of acknowledging it, we give it a religious spin. So Saul there and his people, God told them, destroy everything. Don't take anything with them. Uh, now he obey partially to try to justify it. Uh, he tried to give it a religious pain, saying, okay, yeah, we take them, but we're not just going to take them and use them or eat them like that. We, we're just going to offer them as sacrifice to God. That's, that's the plan we have. But God did not ask for that. God says destroy them. So you go in to offer them as sacrifice, even though, yes, God did ask for sacrifices some other time, but this time he did not say to go use those animals for sacrifice. That's disobeying him. And so he tried to give it a religious pain to justify it. And we do the term sometime. Well, I don't go to church, but I watch religious programming all the time. Like, I don't go to the assembly, but I watch it on TV, so I, I, I'm good. Uh, well, I haven't been baptized for the remission of my sin yet, but uh, I'm a good person. I am not out there killing people or robbing people, so I, I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm a good person. Give it a religious spin, and it's okay. No, we have to follow God's comments and obey them, uh, but not just turning or spinning them, giving them a religious spin. Oh, I know I'm sinning. Uh, I know I'm living in sin, but uh, no one is perfect. Even God says no one is perfect, so, so I'm okay. Yes, no one is perfect, but we should not use that as a ticket to live in sin, because no one is perfect. So by using our mistake or the things that we do wrong as a religious pain, that's doing another mistake uh, by doing that. So those are the, the, the things that we can learn from King Saul there, what he did. Instead of acknowledging his mistake, he used several other things to kind of justify what he did wrong. Here's the other one here. We are more concerned uh, how, about how people respond than God. So at the end, Saul there, he's more concerned about keeping the people happy than what God told him to do. And that caused him the kingdom because he was more concerned about uh, what the people think. Well, the people, they wanted to take the animals, so I'll let them do it, and we're just going to offer a sacrifice uh, to God for, with them. So, uh, sometimes we do the thing, same thing. We're concerned of what people might say, what people might think of us, uh, instead of what do God want, what God wants us to do. For example, uh, if I am a young person at school, uh, 
if I become friend with that unpopular person, unpopular student who is in my class, well, the other student, they might make fun with me too. Uh, they might uh, bully me too, so I better not do that uh, and, and be happy or maybe a concern of what they might think of me if I'm friend with that person who is not popular. But God wants us to love everybody. He wants you to care for the one that they've been making fun of or they're oppressing. So don't think about what the people will think of you, but think of, about what God will think of you and how he will want you to react with that person. I know God wants me to do this, but if I do they will be upset with me. If I do this, this group of people won't be happy with me. Or uh, they, they might wanna, don't want to deal with me, want to be part, be part of my life. Or they won't let me uh, attend this or go to that or that. And so because of that, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, if we're concerned about what people think, then we're going to go the wrong way concern about what God wants us to do. Don't be like uh, King Saul. Instead of following God and obeying him, he decided to do his own thing. Uh, he tried to justify uh, what was unjustifiable, and he tried to share the credit, and he tried to give it a religious spin, and he was concerned more to what people think than what God thinks. And when we put that in our life today, don't let those things uh, affect our life. And those stories are in the Bible so we can learn from them. So we can learn from King Saul that obedience is better than sacrifice is better than trying to do other things to go around it. When God asks us to do something, let's do the best we can to, to do that. We know, yes, we're not perfect, but we can keep trying. With his help, we'll be able to make it. So we have all made mistakes, and maybe some of us are making mistakes right now because we make mistakes. But don't defend your mistake. Don't excuse your mistake. Don't argue about your mistake. Or don't get angry about your mistake. Or don't attempt or spin your way out of your mistake. Instead, confess it, acknowledge it, confess it, and ask for forgiveness. And that's what God wants for us. Because we're going to make mistakes, and we may be making them right now, but God knows that he wants us to acknowledge our mistakes and learn from them and do better next time uh, and confess them to him. Second Chronicles 7.14. 2 Chronicles 7.14. I'll leave you with this verse this morning. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear 
from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If we humble ourselves and pray to God and seek him and don't try to justify things when we make mistakes, God will heal from heaven. He said he's in heaven he will heal us from there and he will forgive our sin and he will heal our land. He will heal us but heal our land as well. God loves each one of us, and he cares for each one of us. But he wants our obedience. And if we make mistakes, just like we will make mistakes, acknowledge our mistake, and then do better next time, instead of twisting them around, trying to justify the mistake that we have made. If you are here this morning, you haven't given your life to God. You haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin. Uh, don't think that because you are uh, just a good person will get you to heaven. That's good. It's good you are a good person. But just being a good person, even the best good person in this world still have sin in their life. And that's why we needed Christ. And he's the only way you can get forgiveness for our sin, to wash away your sin. Well, don't let this day go by without giving him your life. We invite you to come forward if you want to do that this morning. And if you already have done all of this and you continue to make mistakes, which is all of us, we make mistakes even after we become a Christian, Acknowledge our mistake because God is faithful enough to forgive us whenever we make mistakes. And he can take us back in, into his kingdom.